0: And we're live. How's it going, guys? It's me, Brandon Matula.
1: Matula. And I'm Thomas Hicks. And today, guys, as you know, it's Thursdays, uh, which means it's our sports day. Got a lot of awesome stuff uh, coming up in sports. Brandon's been absolutely killing it week after week. And today is no different um so yeah brandon i'm just gonna let you go ahead and do your thing man let's get right on into it uh but before we do anything you guys as always we just want to say thank you
0: thank you guys so much uh we got uh, uh well over half a dozen views and listens uh over our season two premiere so Ooh. we're really content with that and we'll just continue to be doing more but again guys we're just so happy to just be, um, even to just have one listener, mm-hmm. like that's, it just makes us so content and happy to do this. So thank you guys so much. We got, we got a lot to unpack today. Um, this episode's going to be a little less, uh, overwhelming than other ones. Cause in the past, like we've had a lot of great stuff, like college football, uh, preseason preview, and then NFL in our last episode in season one and uh this one we're just going to get things cooking kind of mm-hmm. like we did in season 1 in episode of season 1 so we're just going to have good talking points in setting new traditions because yeah. uh unlike in the summer when we started the show um there's a lot more sports going on or rather sports that people like to watch going on <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know
0: so there's going to be that and uh we're really excited live we'll games uh, every Thursday we're going to talk about it and We'll go in, more into depth uh, Why we pick Thursday to do that And all those things And then also we're going to be talking about Some NBA talk Nothing too big yet Because we kind of want to save it for the preview show But uh, We're, we're going to be talking about a trade rumor That's uh, Really been buzzing around the NBA As of mm-hmm. right now Yeah. And then along with that MLB Baseball about to head into the playoffs. Y'all know what it is. And you know, Tommy and I are big Astros fans, and we know that a lot of y'all are too. Mm-hmm. So, we're just going to be talking about like what their chances are and like how they've looked this season. Tommy's been to a few games, so he can just attest to some of those things. And mm-hmm. other than that, let's just get it the show on the road. So, we just open up with Ben Simmons, Tommy. I'm just going to open the floor to you, just to start this out.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: How do you feel about Ben Simmons,
1: guys? Just like with uh, Tom Brady and LeBron James, it's no secret and no issue for me to come up with words to describe how I feel about Ben Simmons. I don't like him. I don't like him. I've been in when he first uh, got into the league. Everyone, everyone was hyping him up saying, "Oh, he's, he's going to be the next LeBron. He's going to be the next LeBron." I said, "Okay." I guess what I did. I kept my mouth shut and I watched a few games. Watched a few games and I saw that he was nowhere near the next LeBron. And for a rookie, he was very good, but nowhere near the next LeBron. And what sticks out, what stuck out and continue and will continue to stick out with Ben Simmons unless otherwise, you know, fixed, it's his shooting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "You guys, Ben Simmons is entering the league when shooting the basketball is the most important thing, thanks to Steph Curry. Yep. How was he going to survive? So, that being said, wasn't a huge fan of the way he plays, and I don't, I said to myself, he's not going to last long. Yep. He played out the season. You know, I respect it. I, you know, having like a family from Utah and just like uh, visiting Utah very frequently and even living there for a little bit, I have, do have a little bit of a Utah connection, but Utah connection out the window. Donovan Mitchell was the better player that season. Honestly, mm-hmm. like I, I I just don't see how you can look at Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons and be like, Oh yeah, Ben Simmons is the clear winner. If he, if Ben Simmons, it, let's say he won by just one point. Fine. But I heard he won by a few. And I think that's totally, totally wrong. Donovan Mitchell is oh, just such a baller, dude. That dude can do everything. Um, and r- and I, I've said this with Giannis, and I hate to say it because Giannis looks like s- just such a sweet guy. But bet you if you ran into him on the street, you know he'd give you a hug, give you a smile, and an autograph. Um, and, I, and I and I hate to say this, but basketball is not running, dunking, and you know laying up. It's shooting and passing, dribbling. Like and the the main thing out of those you know three that I just named, and a, and a bunch more is shooting. That is what makes basketball unique from soccer, baseball, football, golf, frisbee, swimming. Like It is the only sport where you shoot a ball with the same motion that everyone in the world is taught to shoot with. The same technique into a hoop. Mm -hmm. And that is the most important thing to to the game of basketball. And that being said, if you can't do it, I don't think you're a true basketball player. I don't see you as a true basketball player. I just see Mm -hmm. you as an athlete. Well wow. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't. I know. Uh, hopefully, I didn't go on too long there. But um, oh no,
0: no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um,
1: <laughs> that being said, yeah, Ben Simmons, not a fan.
0: <laughs> well, I I agree. Like, let's dial it back just a little bit. Like, mm. like if we were like, because we've had this conversation a lot. Because I'm actually, I wouldn't call myself a Ben Simmons fan, but like I, I admire him because he's. Yeah. Like let's let's just look at the positives. Like he's six foot ten and he's a point guard. You know, right. that's pretty cool. Like yeah. that he can move like a guard, being six ten, kind of like my Magic Johnson, which is why mm-hmm. he got so much hype coming in. Yep. But like you attested to, man, like he has had three seasons, three seasons of the slander that he cannot shoot. Mm-hmm. But I argue that it's not that he can't shoot. I I think it's that he won't shoot. He won't. And okay. I just think he has this mental, like this, just this, I wouldn't call it disability. I'm not saying that at all. But I think he's got, like, this irrational fear of just shooting. Because, like, if we look at, like, what he did in the playoffs, and I don't know if you saw that play where he was going towards the bucket. And he was, like, very close to it, about to put something up. Like, easily could have because the guy 6'10", kicks it out to his player in uh, my thigh bowl or something. I don't know. But, like, he was being ridiculous, (laughs) almost like he didn't want to be in that game. And I can attest to this because, like, I I played high school ball and I was great in practice. I did really well there. But I would have a hard time in games sometimes, you know. Like, I would, like, get a little shrill and – yeah, I would take, it would take a lot for me to get really warm and, uh, and in no, non high pressure games, I did great, but in the high pressure games, I didn't do as well because, uh, I was thinking, I was thinking of like what I could do wrong and all those things. And I kind of relate to Ben Simmons in this regard. I think he, because in the regular season this year, he looked great. He was on, he was first team all defense which is a career first, I think, for him. I mm-hmm. think he was second-team all-defense the year before. I'd, y'all would have to check me on that. But he was first-team all-defense. I think he was runner-up to win de- defensive player of the year or top three. So the guy can play defense, you know. But, like, again, the catalyst for him to be great is that he's needed to score and he just won't do it. Like, mm-hmm. he, yes, we've seen the viral videos of him shooting a three in a preseason game. So the guy can shoot you know but it, the matter is he won't and it's because he's just got this fear of failure and that is just not something that is not mamba mentality i'm sorry like that is not something like kobe bryant and just like the greats of the nba in today's game that's not what they strive for that's just not in their identity mm-hmm. being f- afraid of failure like lebron james like like i know you criticize him like with his finals wins and everything. But, like, LeBron's not afraid of failure. Like, he's... Like, like with the... um With the Cavs in 2018, like, they got swept in the finals. We know that. But, regardless, LeBron was incredible in those playoffs. Had one of the best playoff runs ever. Still mm-hmm. gave it his all. Lost. Failed, like, even, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: still went all the way. And I can... Pick any other player who just gives it one hundred percent, like Trey Young in this postseason. He was incredible. I, I'm not the biggest Trey Young guy, but man, oh man, ice Trey really, really did well this postseason, and that's just what Ben Se- Ben Simmons needed to do. He needed to just go out there and play without a care in the world. And the thing is, it's easy to do that in the regular season, but. It is very hard to do that in the playoffs. And I think that's just where his disconnect is. And I just think the 76ers, obviously, they've been discussing trades lately. But uh, that's they need to get him off because he needs to change. He needs to change. He needs a coach that believe in him and that's going to build him up. So I'm excited as we just get into the next part, just about uh, possible trade destinations. And one that I wanted to run by you, Tommy, is – John Wall,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because let's look at the facts. The Rockets are rebuilding. You see that they got Jalen Green in there. They got Josh Christopher. They got uh, Porter Jr. Right, mm-hmm. and then they got Christian Wood, and then Singun, that guy that they just drafted. They're yeah. trying to they're trying to rebuild, yep. and that's okay. But one thing that doesn't go well with the rebuild is keeping. Uh, I I don't want to call John Wall old, but he's older than those guys. A veteran, mm-hmm. I would call him yeah. a veteran. Oh yeah, hand. oh yeah. So I like it's just not the best idea for both parties to keep a veteran in in that atmosphere because John John Wall, I in whom I respect, deserves to win or deserves to be somewhere where he, um, where he can win. You know, and we've discussed before like possible trade destinations, but as of recent, like recently, it seems that John Wall might be. A centerpiece in this trade for Ben Simmons. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't know the details of the deal yet, what the Rockets would be sending, and what the Sixers would be sending, but we know the the big package if this trade happened is obviously Ben Simmons and John Wall. So, Tommy, let's do something a little fun here. You're John Wall's GM, Mm -hmm. and you're having a private meeting with the Daryl Morey, the president of basketball operations at, for the 76ers, former mm-hmm. Rockets right. uh, um, president. What do you say to him to convince him that John Wall would be a good trade for Ben Simmons?
1: Hmm. Yeah. I, I think if you have John Wall on your team, it's a recipe for success. Now, you know, the Rockets, they finished last in the entire league. Um And so obviously having John Wall on your team doesn't mean you're going to avoid some hardships. Um, There's a lot, a lot of injuries and and almost an entirely new roster in the 2020 season. Um, And I remember trade rumors popping up a little bit before December for John Wall and Russell Westbrook. And I was like, no way, like that's not going to happen. That would be sick. Like John Wall coming to my hometown and, and going to see my favorite player because I'd have to wait like a lot to a lot of uh, I'd have to wait, miss out on a lot of Rockets games just so I could save up for when the wizards came and played the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I get to see him every game, every time I go to a Rockets game, like that's a dream come true. This is the guy that, you know, idolized. I idolized. I. This is the guy that I watched before every single middle school, high school basketball game I ever played. And even out of high school, like playing pickup ball, the guy I wanted to be um and and i i say all these things because you know it's now or never and that's what you're going to hear a lot with john wall and it's true like it's now or never and that being said like the 76ers need a guy who has that mentality that hey i understand with myself it's now or never because i I follow John Wall, and some of you may not believe this, but Brandon can test can attest to this. We DM each other every now and then. Like I'll mm-hmm. say something to him, and he'll reply. His replies are always very short. I can tell that. Can tell <laughs> you. But like, still, that's like my idol replying to my DM. And so I remember DMing him after the Rocket season. I just said thank you for everything you do. I hope you come back. And he just liked it and said thanks. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. He's not coming back. Uh, yeah. At least he wouldn't. He wouldn't be happy to come back. So that being said, you know he knows he's out of there. And it's funny because when you, when Brandon and I were we were going over what we wanted to talk about today, and I knew that we were going to talk about this, I immediately thought to myself, "Dang, like you got the Lakers, and then you got the Nets as like your centerpiece for where you want to go if you want to get get rich quick scheme. You know, if you want to ring real quick. And to me, if you go to either of those teams, it's not valid. But that's a whole different conversation." But the 76ers is like that one backup team, you know, to where it's like, okay, you want to win a rink, you're going to go to, if you're going to go to the East, you're going to go Brooklyn. If you're going to go to the West, you're going to go Los Angeles. But there's that gray area. And I feel like the 76ers always become that gray area. And if I'm the 76ers GM, if I'm Daryl Morey, uh, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of being in the in the gray area. I want to be known as the king of the East. Mm-hmm. So I bring in John Wall. I bring in a guy who has experience, a guy who knows exactly what he's doing, a guy who's come off of almost a two-year injury, You know, fresh fresh legs, fresh everything, fresh body, a guy who knows his weaknesses and uses his strengths to strengthen his weaknesses uh, and and almost mask them to where you don't even notice any weaknesses, and a guy that knows, hey, I'm still giving it my all in every single game because I know that. This may be the last, you know, what, 80 games I ever touch a basketball. So let me make a count. And that's who the 76ers need. They need a guy who knows it's now or never. So you pick him up. Okay. You gain a significantly better shooter than Ben Simmons. Still not an incredible shooter, but if, but seeing John Wall, especially.
0: John Wall is not afraid to shoot the basketball. No. Let's make it very clear.
1: And, and Brandon and I went to a game, and, dude, he knocked down at least four threes
0: mm-hmm.
1: in that game. Like, holy – like, that's not something you see from John Wall very often, especially not like 2014 John Wall, which is arguably his prime. 2014, 2015 – I would say 2015 for sure. Uh, when Paul Pierce hit that buzzer beater against the Hawks, oh, dude, good. And you got a young Bradley Beal. That's that's, that's for a different, a different time. But, you know, John Wall can shoot significantly better than ben simmons obviously nowhere near curry or kd but significantly better than ben simmons and you still have that same athleticism as ben simmons a guy who can yam the ball a guy who He'll can lay defense. it up a guy who can play defense a guy who can pass just as well if not better than ben simmons because before there was you know ben simmons with the flashy pass or not even flashy just like known as a good big passer you know you got ben simmons Jokic, true john wall was the he, he led the league in assists before ben Simmons time um so yeah if i'm if i'm the 76ers you understand the situation you're going into john wall understands the situation he's going into he's honestly just a smaller ben Simmons and that can pay off immensely on top of that there's been there's always been a who's better ben Simmons or john wall debate ever since ben Simmons rookie season and i don't see why it's a debate It shouldn't be. The clear answer is John Wall, and you need him. Um, As a Rockets fan, I'd be pissed if Ben Simmons was on my team. But I'm more of a John Wall fan than a Rockets fan. And the 76ers are my least favorite team in the entire league. But if I have to buy a John Wall 76ers jersey, I'm loyal to John Wall. So whatever. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's my entire uh, segment. Thanks for letting me take the stage there a little bit, Brandon. But yeah, (laughs) that's what I have to say.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I think he's a significantly better shooter. Just the only concern with me is his age and mm-hmm. that's understandable. And we're just seeing these it's so sad to say goodbye to all these guys that we grew up with, man. Yeah. Like let me tell you, like LeBron, like I, I know he's looked he looked great last season, uh despite all his injuries. He like it's it's coming up. Same yep. with Kawhi, same with Steph. Steph, same same with all these guys. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be seeing a lot of desperate moves towards the end of their careers, and yep. we've seen this before. We've seen it with Scottie Pippen. He came to the Rockets for a bit, along with Charles Barkley. Came a large one. Another Houston Rocket went to the um, went to the Raptors. Played for the Raptors for a bit. Alan Iverson went to the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Kobe didn't move anywhere, but uh, Dwight Howard moved a lot, and like now he's kind of settled as a role player. But yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just sad to see these players kind of slow down a little bit, and John Wall is definitely in that group because he was definitely a part of the success that was the growth in the NBA yeah. in the 2010s. Yeah. And yeah, I I think it's a good trade for the Sixers. I just think the Sixers are going to ask for more though because they think they they have a tainted view that Ben Simmons is worth more more than he actually is. Yeah, But – um, so let me throw this tr- uh, pitch at you. So if you're the 76ers, would you – or if you're the Rockets, would you accept this trade or accept this offer from the – counter offer from the Sixers? So you get Ben Simmons and maybe Matisse Thibault, Thibault and maybe a second-round pick. And then the Rockets give out John Wall, obviously, Michael Porter, Jr., or no, not Michael Porter.
1: Is it Michael Porter? No, that's he's Michael Porter's in the Nuggets.
0: Kevin Porter Jr.
1: Yeah. Ke- oh, dude. Kevin All Porter right. Keep Jr. Going.
0: And two first-round picks, and maybe Sengun along with it, or a young uh, piece to go with it. Like maybe like not Josh Christopher, but uh, J.C. Sean Tate, maybe, or um. I know there's another good guy on there that just got on the rookie. He was on a uh, first-team-all-rookie team. I forgot his name. But would you take that trade if you're the Houston Rockets?
1: I almost said yes, but the moment you said Kevin Porter Jr., I had to say no. And Kevin Porter Jr., like, you you might see this lot on social media. It might not depend on who you follow. But out of every single – all 30 M- NBA teams, the one young player that is the Patrick Mahomes of the NBA – as in the sense that he is going to be the star of the NBA, and we can almost guarantee it, it's Kevin Porter Jr. What? So many flashes of of Harden, but he plays defense, and he's way more athletic. It's Mm. insane. And there are so many flashes of potential with KPJ, and I have fallen in absolute love with him. It's before he was at the Rockets, but now that he's on the Rockets, dude, he's he's gonna be the leader of the leader of our team. If John Wall leaves, KPJ, we have to center around him.
0: I really don't know. I think it's gotta be Jalen Green.
1: But it's it's too early to tell with Jalen it could be Jalen Green, yes, but as of right
0: now, just going off like what we know now.
1: Yeah. Dude, he's yeah. he's well, insane.
0: Yeah. We we could discuss this another time. I think he's uh um yeah, I think KPJ is great, but that's why I included him in there because you gotta remember to Ben Simmons being a I mean not Ben Simmons, the 76ers just being unrealistic with their trade offers. But uh yeah that's pretty much all we got with that. Um uh definitely be we'll definitely keep y'all posted on any developments. Uh we'll post about it actually once it happens because <laughs> it's gonna be an exciting move and I want to see what happens. I personally, I'd like to see him go to the Spurs because that is a great developing development team. Like th- that's a team that can yeah. really uh, help you develop as a player because you got Coach Popovich, who's the best, in my opinion, the best disciplinary coach in the NBA. A guy that's just not going to take crap and he's going to like utilize you the way you're supposed to be utilized. Not trying to make you into something you're not, you know? So, I think that might be good for him. I don't know. You could get to T. Murray from them if you're the 76ers. But, uh, yeah, let us know what y'all think. We'll probably put up a poll soon with uh, – or maybe a little survey with what y'all think the 76ers should do with mm. Ben Simmons. But uh, moving on to our next segment, this one's going to be a little quick. But uh, uh baseball is – like if anything is in literally full swing swing because (laughs) because it's nice. It's about to be playoff time. And honestly, like I'm not the biggest baseball guy, but I do like playoff. I do like the playoffs a lot because it's just, I'm not a big fan of the fall aesthetic in general though, but, um, baseball is definitely a part of that when the playoffs roll around. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for that. And, one of y'all's and ours favorite teams is the Houston Astros. I'm excited to see what can happen. Cause gosh, guys, like it's been a rough few years for us. For instance, the rocket, the, the Astros got caught up in that scandal a few years ago with mm-hmm. like beating on the trash cans and everything, which is um, <laughs> very much up for discussion. Just people, having their opinions and everything. But if you ask me, all those teams cheat. It's just a matter of who gets caught and who doesn't. But the Astros are back, though. And they've truly proven that they're a dynasty to be reckoned with because they are back with 90 wins and are set to win their division and prone to go on a big playoff run. So, Tommy, I'll, I'll just turn this to you again you've been doing a lot of talking today so why not let you keep going more but uh um you you went to a few games this year tell me about like how the team looks as far as being a championship contender because I'm sure he went to games the year they won a championship uh yeah if you were to compare them like just gauging their success do you think they're do do you think there is a consistency there or what do you think
1: yeah i the greatest quote as far as the astros go the greatest quote that has ever been said regarding them right now the year's 2021 and i heard this in about 2018 but uh, it was from our good buddy from of the show and of our lives brandis nice, uh our lives austin christensen he says that the houston astros are the Two, or late 2000s, early 2010s, New England Patriots of baseball. They are going to be winning a lot of championships. Mm-hmm. And he could not have said that. I mean, you, you just couldn't describe it any better. The reason people hate the Astros is because they're young and they're winning. And that's taken a lot of people off. So, you know, the Astros. Your your question is how how far are they going to go? Are they clinching? Or are they winning the championship? So Tampa Bay did clinch the American League. Oh, they clinched a playoff spot. Like they're not going to have to play for it because uh, they are the best in the American League. The Astros only behind by four games, so no big deal. They will for sure be making the playoffs. Um, and then just real quick, the National League: San Francisco, uh, the Dodgers, and the Brewers all clinched some playoff spots um and then the, I'm really proud of the St. Louis Cardinals cuz I haven't seen that name in a long long time uh um, yeah. do this well. So shout out to the St. Louis Cardinals. Um
0: I remember in the 2000s they were pretty good.
1: Mhm. Yeah. And so uh, it's good to see them, you know, back to f- full form. Same with I mean Colorado too. It's cool to see Colorado doing well as well. But you know, the Astros, they have not clinched a playoff spot yet. But they're obviously going to because they're the second best team, and it's unless if they lose every single game from now on. Um, I mean, if you look in, in anyone can look this up if you go to the ESPN, the chances of them uh making the playoffs is that number is greater than 99.9 percent. So <laughs> that's pretty cool to see. Same they're with the, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, same with the Chicago White Sox, too. There, it, uh, So, shout out to the White Sox. But the Astros, if you're asking Thomas Hicks, if you're asking me, they have the experience. We, know, Whether you love them or hate them, they have the experience. We all know it. I think the Astros make it to the, another championship.
0: Wow. I well, think they heard- make
1: it. I do. I think they play the Dodgers again in another championship, and that seems to be the – you know the average the average tale these days is the dog the LA Dodgers versus the Houston Astros in the MLB championship but i just couldn't see the astro i mean this Tampa Bay team they're good they're very good obviously but with the, with with a team that has experience like the Astros what's like you know what to expect your team your whole team does you're not losing anytime soon so
0: yeah yeah and they actually play each other at the end of the season now that I'm looking at their schedule mm-hmm. between Tampa Bay and the Astros so that'll be interesting to watch but uh yeah I mean they've kept the Astros have kept their core they've kept Correa. they've kept Altuve and they've added new guys in there, so it'll just be fun to watch as a Houston fan because it's uh it's baseball time man, and man, I'm excited for it, and
1: also uh. Just want to say their last game of the season is Thursday the, the 30th against the Rays, the best team uh, in the league, and I will be actually going to that game in person. I already have tickets. Nice. So uh, I can give you guys a live update on that. Maybe I'll record some footage. We could try to throw some footage in there on the YouTube videos.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, that'd be cool.
1: But yeah, I'll, I can give you guys some uh my life thoughts. I can write down my life thoughts as the game's going on and give you guys an even better uh, conclusion
0: on that absolutely absolutely well thank you for that tommy but uh we're gonna move on to our last segment of the night and it's gonna be a tradition from Mm -hmm. here on out so just to expand on that we um mentioned it at the beginning of the show so every thursday we're gonna be giving y'all five games to watch for for the upcoming weekend and it's gonna be for the bigger sports mainly for like football basketball and then baseball because baseball playoffs are coming up so there's going to be a lot of games coming up but uh we picked thursday to be the day that we do this because let's think about it college football happens on saturdays and nfl football happens on thursdays sundays and mondays so it's a weekend thing and then when basketball rolls around like when it starts getting in full swing there's a lot of great weekend games. There's always that Saturday night prime time. And then there's a Friday game on ESPN along with a Thursday night game on T- TNT. So, and then all those games are nationally broadcasting games. So they pick matchups that are usually really good. So that gives us room to talk about and mix them in there. But for now, we're just going to stick with football because that's pretty much what's going on right now. And there's not too many fun baseball games going on because it's, last few games before playoffs so we're just going to hop right in so we got two college football games and three nfl games uh both uh leagues as far as the ncaa football and nfl they're both in full swing so we're starting to see who's good and who isn't and we're really excited for it i'm really excited for it y'all know how much we love football here special episodes with uh, concerning football, whether it's in college or NFL. But without further ado, we're just going to hop right into it. So we got a top 20 matchup between Notre Dame and Wisconsin. And just to give you all a little preface of why this game is important is that Notre Dame has always been looked as a team that like when they do make the playoff, they're just seen as a team that really shouldn't even be there. Mm-hmm. They're just not as good as the other teams. They always get blown out. So this year, they're 3-0 so far. They're ranked 12 in the country. And they seem to be doing well so far, but they got some tests ahead. Yeah, They need to really crack down if they uh, want to make, make some noise in the playoff and actually make noise in the playoff. Yeah. <laughs> because they haven't been doing a lot of that. But uh, this game's important because, yes, Wisconsin is ranked 18. But this is important because if they can win this week, they can probably sneak into the top 10. And then next week they got a top 10 matchup between Cincinnati, which will definitely be a game, regardless of how Notre Dame does in this game, that we talk about. Because that's going to be huge for Cincinnati, and it's going to be huge for Notre Dame. High, high, high stakes game. We're excited for it. Um, so, but for this, so just uh, um go through the games. We're just going to go through them and then we'll make our predictions. The next one is a, another top 20 matchup between the Aggies of Texas A&M and the Arkansas Razorbacks. This is going to be fun. We're excited for it. Because, AT&T Stadium. Yeah. I, I love that this game is here and I'm Thinking about going. I'm looking Dude, at oh, You
1: should. That's going to be lit.
0: Yeah, it's going to be great because Arkansas made some noise beating UT. Mm-hmm. And then Texas AM is uh, winning their games and they're winning them well. And they're in the top 10 and they're securing their spots. So this is going to be really telling who's going to be at least a top two team in the SEC. Mm-hmm. And I think Arkansas is going to come guns a blazing. And this is a neutral sided game for a reason because this. This rivalry is huge and it's going to be fun to see uh, how fun this game is going to be because it's, I know AT&T stadium is going to be packed. Oh yeah. And it hasn't been packed since, man, since before COVID. It really, it really hasn't been packed like that since because the Cowboys haven't had a home regular season game yet. So that'll be fun to watch. Um Top 20 matchup there. But then we shift to the NFL. And we got the Chargers and the Chiefs both coming in at one and one. Chargers coming off a tough loss to the Cowboys by a field goal. And the Chiefs coming off a tough loss against the Ravens. So it's going to be really fun to watch to see how these teams respond. It's going to be a quarterback duel. That's why we put it in there. And then from there we got an NFL between the Packers and the 49ers. That's going to be fun because Both of these teams are supposed to be great this year because the 49ers are returning a lot of, um, a lot of injured players from last year, such as Bosa and Garoppolo and just the whole squad. So they were in the Super Bowl a few, uh, two years back. So they're just trying to capitalize and try to get back to where they were. And then the Packers it's do or die this year, as we mentioned on the show, it's a big year for Aaron Rodgers, So, this is going to be a high-stakes game because this is a rematch, actually, of the NFC Championship from 2009 – no, 2020 – 2020 NFC Championship. And then the cap things off, we're going to call this the game of the week. It's going to be the Bucks and the Rams. This is going to be a huge game. Uh, believe it's in, I believe it's in – I believe
1: it's in – It's in LA. L-
0: yeah, it's at LA. So yeah. that's going to be huge. And if the Rams can pull this win over the defending champs, Man, the Rams are going to be looking fine, oh, fun. <laughs> but mm-hmm. without further ado, we'll go ahead and just give our score predictions just uh, for fun and just to give y'all some tidbits there. And then also one thing we'd like to add is that our buddy here, Tommy, is, has, has a really keen eye for uh, La- uh, Las, Vegas, Las Vegas and all these kinds of things. And – he, he's really fascinated with it, just how it works and everything, and has a really good eye uh, when picking picking the right team for the right bet. So if y'all are into that, we're, we're certainly not, but if y'all are into that, um, definitely listen in, because Tommy is somebody that is definitely trustworthy at that, so uh, we'll be asking Tommy that at the end of each um, pick, but... Yeah. I'll go first with mine. So, Notre Dame versus Wisconsin. Um, I'm going to go with Notre Dame because, man, like, I want this team to be as good as possible for when they play Cincinnati because I think that could be the game of the year, playing in South Bend. It's going to be a blast. But uh, I predict Notre Dame wins this game, not by a lot. I think they win 27-20 to on top of the Badgers.
1: Okay, uh, that's pretty big, 27-20. Um, you got Notre Dame coming out of here. Um, oh, man, this one's tough. It, this is the hardest one for me, at least, picking a score. Um, The line right now that Vegas has is Wisconsin minus 6.5, which means Wisconsin has to win by seven points, so a touchdown and a successful uh, field goal or extra point. Excuse yeah. me, um, I I think that hits. Uh, it's interesting because why why is Vegas so confident in Wisconsin? I don't know.
0: I think it um, might be because they're the home team this week. like they're playing host to it.
1: Yeah, that would definitely play a part in it. Um, Notre Dame is three and zero. Wisconsin's one and one. Man, I'm not gonna go too much into it though, just to keep things short and sweet. Honestly, I think in in betting terms, real quick, I will say there's three. There's a couple of terms people say when betting. Uh, the big three are locks. Like, oh, this that is a lock. Oh, dude, that pick is a lock. That means it's not gonna. There's no way it doesn't hit. It's locked in. Like, dude, there's that is such a good pick. That pick's a lock. It's gonna hit. The and then the two are tail. I'm gonna tail behind this pick. I'm going to tail with it. We're going to run with it. It's going to be good or fade. I don't, I'm fading this thing. I'm out of here. I'm not picking this. I'm tailing. I'm confident. I got Wisconsin. So if they think Wisconsin is going to win by a touchdown, I think that Wisconsin wins by a touchdown and a field goal. They win by 10. That being said, I got Wisconsin 36 to 26. twenty six.
0: Awesome. Lots of field goals in that. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, from there, so we'll hit on the Aggies and the Woo Pigs. <laughs> this one's going to be fun. Oh, uh, yeah. I can go to this. I got to find a ticket, though. But <laughs> um, I'm going to go. Man, I want to go with Arkansas this week. Um, and I'll tell you why. If this game was either – if this game was at A M, and uh, I would – definitely pick the Aggies because they got that home atmosphere, but um, when this game is at um, Jerry's World, people forget that Fayetteville is almost just as far as College Station um, from da- uh, Arlington, Texas. It's pretty much the mm-hmm. same drive. I think Arkansas, it's like a four and a half hour drive, and then A&M, it's three and AM its 35 hours, so it's almost the same thing. So uh, be expecting a fun game pretty good turnout yeah a, it's gonna be a bowl esque game oh yeah and i'm excited for it and i'm gonna go with the pigs and i'm gonna go with them winning by field goal and it'll be 24 to 21 in favor of the razorbacks
1: okay wow i we have the same mindset on that brandon i think i think there's just too much pressure on a and m winning this game, it being in Texas, and there, I think the majority of the fans in Dallas will be AM fans. Um, you're gonna yeah. see a lot of red, but I think you'll see more maroon. Um, yeah. but I, I don't know, man. Arkansas, they, they, in primetime games like this, when it's time to come in clutch, they usually come in clutch and they beat the yeah, team this that's year, supposed especially
0: to win. this year. I agree,
1: uh huh, especially this year. So, I've been really impressed with Arkansas. I got Arkansas too. Um, That's tough. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Arkansas with two field goals to seal the deal. Arkansas by six. So I'm going Arkansas 45 to uh 29. Or third
0: uh or 39.
1: 39, sorry. Yeah, 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 45, 39. And then uh Vegas has the line set at this is crazy. Now this is a great uh talking point. Vegas has Texas A&M by 5 and 5.5 uh points, which means A&M by 6 points. They if if A&M gets 6 points they win. Um so a touchdown I, I guys I think we're I think we're uh, fading this one. I think it's just too risky on A&M's part to have to win by 6 points. I think if they win by they win by a field goal at best. Uh so yeah, I I, I think do the opposite. You go Arkansas by the six points
0: yeah <laughs> nice 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 but uh just uh it out here we're gonna have the nfl teams uh the chargers and chiefs um i'm just gonna check my notes here to see where this game is i think it's in i think it's in uh kansas city yeah it's in city. yeah it's in kansas city I-, I have to go with kansas city on this one like yeah you you can't win it. I mean, you can win out Arrowhead, but it's very tough to do so, especially early in the season. So, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs, and the line says six point five. So that means I think that means seven points, right?
1: Yeah, by a touchdown and a and so, an yeah, point.
0: I think that's accurate. So I'm gonna go with the Chiefs winning. I think this one will be a shootout. I think it'll be forty two to thirty five in favor
1: Ooh. of the Chiefs. Okay, a shootout. Interesting. Uh. Guys, you know I'm a, the biggest Ravens fan, biggest Ravens fan in the world. I was jumping for joy when the Ravens won. Um, but I don't think the Chiefs lose lose twice, not in a row, at least. Uh, the Chiefs they're going to come back strong, and they have the home uh, home I want to say home court home field advantage. I've got Chiefs not blowing the Chargers out, but by two touchdowns. So I'm going to go Chiefs 28. Chargers fourteen. I I think it, it's a kind of a low scoring back and forth battle, and the line is Kansas City by six and a half. So yeah, Kansas City by seven uh, by touchdown. I, I I this might be our lock of the week, you guys. I think if Kansas City wins, they win by a lot, you know. Yeah. And if the Chargers win, they do not win by a lot. But I'm confident the Chiefs.
0: So so you're confident that the Chiefs out of this list will cover the spread, like most yeah likely.
1: out of any team in this list, the Chiefs cover the spread.
0: Nice, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, from there. Uh, we got the Packers and the 49ers. This is a rematch of the, as we said, the uh, 2019 NFC or 2020 NFC Championship. 2019-2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm excited to see because the pack the Packers really responded well. I mean, it was kind of easy to do so against the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm excited to see how Aaron Rodgers responds. And it'll be very telling how successful they can be. It's going to be at Levi's Stadium in uh, San Francisco. So, man, I got to go with the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. Says they wow. win by 3.5, so that means more than three, I guess. But I'm going to go with uh, two points. So I okay. think they win, so I got to think of a good score that where that could work. Uh Oh, you know what? I'll go with four. I'll go with or 3. Y'all yeah, go with 3. 31 to 28 in favor Ooh. of the 49ers.
1: Okay. I'm going to I'm going to go against you Brandon. I actually got the Packers. The like I said before the NFL started that the packer there's just too much pressure on the Packers, but I I do not think they'd lose to the San Francisco 49ers. Um that being said, I I don't think the Packers blow them out either. I think the Packers win by a good solid touchdown. So I've got the Packers 35, 49ers 28. So the spread is, uh, yeah, minus three, three and a half on these, uh, 49ers. Uh, I say fade that, fade that for now. If an injury comes up, obviously hit it quick. Um, God forbid, of course, but fade that for now. However, something a little more interesting for the, you know, anyone who's kind of more into, uh, uh predictions, we'll, we'll say betting for now, but predictions is that the over under is 49 and a half. So that means, uh, over uh 49 and a half points so 50 or under 49 and a half so if it's 49 points flat anything under that counts do you take the over the under i think the over could uh, in and when you embedding you uh rate it the locks out of stars i'm not super confident but this could potentially be a lock so i'm going to give it a one star lock that it goes over 49 and a half points, so 50 points or over. Uh um, nice. it's not gonna take much to get there. I think it's gonna be back and forth. So yeah, I've got that's if you want a good pick out of out of that game, that's what I would go with. But yeah, I've got the Packers by by a humble touchdown, thirty five twenty-eight.
0: Nice, 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 nice. Thanks. Well, that about wraps it up here in the sports section for this week. We hope you all like the changes we've made and I kind of like him. I really like this segment. And
1: Brandon, before I let you go on, did you want to cover? I know you mentioned Bucks and Rams. Were you
0: wanting to cover that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're good. Messed up there. It's all good. Bucks all and good. Rams. So this is going to be a huge matchup. Undefeated teams. Uh. Um. I would. Man. Man, they, both of these teams are on fire right now. It's just I a know. shame that they have to face each other. Yeah. But man, since the Rams are at home and they're a brand new, SoFi Stadium, I'm gonna go with the Rams and I'm gonna wow. go with them winning by four. And that'll that score will be 34 to 30 in favor of the Rams.
1: Shoot. Okay. Okay. I've got you're right, two incredible teams. It's gonna be a tough one. Both have both teams have a lot to prove right now. Uh, it's going to be back and forth. It's going to be a high scoring game. So, but I do have the Bucks coming out as much as I hate saying this. I do have the Bucks coming out on top by just a point. So we'll go
0: 53, 52.
1: score? yeah, I think it's, uh, I yeah, that, that might be a little high. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, uh,
0: here I'll help you. I'll help you. So you're saying by one, I think something realistic would be 21, 20 or 31, 30. Like you could pick, but like, I think that's pretty realistic.
1: Yep, that that's or I'll go I'll go thirty six thirty five. How about okay. that? Okay, cool. Because cool. I I think this is a very high scoring game.
0: I really do. Interesting. Um, yeah, two but quarterbacks
1: we'll be... that like to sling the ball. I think it could be yep. a very high scoring game.
0: Yeah, and Matthew Stafford and Brady. I love that. I love that, bud. Oh yeah. <laughs> going to be a lot again. of fun. Yeah, let's try this again. <laughs> um, <laughs> for real. Thank you guys for uh, listening to the sports <laughs> section this week. That's all we got, and we hope. Y'all like the changes we made. I really enjoyed it a lot. This Mm -hmm. has been really cool just having Tommy's, uh, input on sports books and, uh, just, uh, all that, like, it's just really, really fun. And we hope y'all like the picks and we hope y'all like the topics, uh, uh, hit us in our DM, uh, a topic that you would like us to talk about because we're open to suggestions. We're kind of just, uh, in Montemorum, uh, just waiting on a big, uh, Thing to come that, but that's the NBA season coming up. So, stay tuned for that. But that's it for me, Tommy. I'm going to hand it off to you. Football term there <laughs> <laughs> for uh, pop culture this week. But right before you jump into that, I just want to say, I think you'd be very proud of me because I've been watching a lot of movies lately. Oh so, yeah, I watched Karate I just finished Karate Kid three because I've been okay. watching Cobra Kai a lot. Uh, okay. That's a show I recommend that you should watch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, really cool ending to the trilogy story. Uh, I'm really invested in Karate Kid, so I liked it regardless. But other people may not like it as much. I then watched Ferris Bueller, a classic, American classic. And oh then, yeah. Uh, I watched this TV show with my roommate the other day. It's called Barry. It's Bill Hader. And I don't know, I don't know if you're a big fan of Bill Hader. He's on SNL. Yeah. But he he's makes this comedy. And it's about this. I know it's gonna sound dark, but it's about this ex-Marine who becomes a hitman. Oh. And he's been doing it for years. And then he moves to LA and then he stumbles into acting class and he finds out that he actually likes acting. So oh. he gets that fixed up and everything. And it's just a very funny show. It's on HBO and I love it. but uh i don't want to take your time but it's it's really fun and i recommend it to you but now i recommend it to the audience as well but uh tommy what what do we got this week for pop culture
1: all right love it man glad glad to hear that you're uh watching movies you know it's the best the best art form there uh my humble opinion um speaking of movies you guys this weekend i actually have saturday off work surprisingly I, i got that without even requesting it uh Usually I've I've been working like every Saturday since I've had the job. So that being said, I'm going to spend that time. If I'm not, maybe potentially visiting Brandon in Dallas, I'll be spending that time uh, watching college football and movies. That being said, uh, I'm going to try. My number one movie that I want to get to is Malignant. I want to get to Malignant. I've heard at first I heard nothing but bad things, but then slowly these, these movie critics that are pretty, pretty well-renowned started, Dropping little tidbits, like, hey, there's some flashes of potential in this movie, so I'm gonna go check out Malignant. I'm also, I want to go check out Dear Evan Hansen. Uh, I know it's a Broadway play, not not super familiar with the story. Other than that, I know it's a guy who commits suicide, uh, a teenager in high school, so it's a tough subject, and um, I'm I'm very excited to go see that movie because there's a lot of controversy going into that movie uh, with the casting choices. So I want to see if the controversy is worth the hype. Mm-hmm. Um, or if the hype is worth the controversy, um, if you will. Uh, very so, two movies that I'm going to see in the theater. Pretty pumped for that. Um, looking forward to it. As far as pop culture, the rest of pop culture goes, I will say, guys, um, I, you gotta you gotta bear with me here. But I've been listening to a song from Certified Lover Boy. I have. Oh, no. I have. Guys. This song is actually low-key incredible. You know, whenever I was listening to Certified Lover Boy, and I was getting ready to review it on the podcast, I was so beat up and dead and down in the dirt and just sick. By the time I got to this song, I couldn't care. I just couldn't because I was like literally so drained from listening to that album, that horrible album. But now that I've kind of had that that recharge in my battery, Race My Mind, track fifteen from Certified Lover Boy. That song is it, you guys. Such a smooth instrumental. Such a
0: very So what what song is it called? Race My Mind. Race My Mind? Hmm. Yeah. Can you
1: race my mind? Very synthy. Lo-fi instrumental. Drake's vocals actually work on the track. And I know I said it wasn't a great track when I Initially reviewed Certified Lover Boy, but once again I had that I had that recharge because you got to remember when you listen to Certified Lover Boy, and if you listen to it, you know that's the album is just it'll just kick you in the mouth. Uh, I was dead by the time I got to Race My Mind, but this track this track is it. I'm finally recharged. I'm kind of visiting some highlights for me at Certified Lover Boy. I'm going okay. Was this really a highlight? Is it worth it? And I was re- I was revisiting the tracks. Came across Race My Mind again. I was like, whoa. It was like the first time I was listening to it, so song of the week, "Race My Mind" by Drake, track fifteen on "Certified Lover Boy." Whether you're a fan of Kanye, a fan of Drake, a fan of Tyler, a fan of uh, Trippy Red, you know whoever you're a fan of, give the track a listen. I think you'll like it. It get, ri- reminds me of a lot of old Drake. Really sick instrumental too. That instrumental is the shine, but dude, Drake's vocals, man, they really pop out. Um, so that's that's some little little bit of music for you. Movie of the well, week.
0: Well, Tommy, I only have one thing to say to that, and it's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I'll, I'll have to listen to it. I really, I have to be honest. I have not listen to sort of lover boy too intently. So I'll definitely give it a listen, just to give see that when... track a listen, oh, Brandon. Much.
1: I think you would love it for real.
0: Okay, okay, I'll give it a try. But one one song that I would like to say is my song of the week, and it, yeah, it's definitely a song that's been out for almost longer than a decade, and it's "Mirror" by Lil Wayne featuring Bruno oh, Mars. Oh,
1: such a good song! I've been
0: hearing I've been hearing it a lot on TikTok, and and it's just interesting that the song really didn't blow up uh, when the Carter Four came out. Like the, I remember when the Carter Four came out the biggest song that was like six foot seven foot six foot seven foot how to love how to Mm -hmm. hate like those songs you know but like that song that that was a hidden gem looking back and i might have been missing some things i don't know but that's just my tidbit on that but uh that's all i got
1: (laughs) yeah that dude that's a great track it's uh very personal a lot of the lyrics hit me personally and i know you could probably relate to that as well brandon uh yeah when that album came out mirror was because it had the bruno mars on it i think it was like whoa you've got this you know hardcore not hardcore but harder gangster rapper on a track with bruno mars hold up let me listen to this uh and and it went really well in 2011 when it came out and to this day, it still goes very well. You're right that it wasn't the most popular track, and I don't even think it was on the radio. But as far as YouTube goes, I know it has a lot of the YouTube plays because the music video is really awesome. You should check it out if you haven't. Yeah, um, yeah great tracks. Just oh, so emotional. Uh, Really hits you, especially that last final verse. And it, it brings the instrumentals in. So, yeah, Race My Mind mirrors two incredible tracks by two of the goats. Whether you want to, like, A Little wins is a goat. Undoubtedly, but whether you want to admit it or not, Drake, as far as goats go, he is up there on the on mount on the mountain. You know, whether you, you love him or hate him, he's up there, yep. um, just for his influence. So yeah, great stuff with music. Movie of the week, since we are going to bring that back, since there's not too much. You guys know I sound like a broken record, but got October, 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 October is the month for movies, man. We're gonna be talking about movies for days on end in October. You know, until then, we just got to stick it out. Love the eyes of Tammy Faye. I reviewed that last episode. Probably my favorite film of the year, for sure, tied with Candyman. Still have to sit and think about it. I'm still, I, I think about Tammy Faye every day since seeing that movie. Please go see it. It's on HBO Max. I suggest going to see, going to see it in a theater if you're comfortable, obviously. Um, last and final thing I will say is movie of the week. It's not a, it's not an easy watch. It's not going to be a watch for everyone, but I was talking about it with my coworkers, and we were kind of calling it a kind of like a beautiful imperfect movie beautifully imperfect movie uh for lack of a better term it's it's beautifully crafted but it is it is obviously flawed and that is the 2019 film uh joker with joaquin wow. Phoenix. you
0: know wow. uh very it actually hard... came out a year a year a year ago around this time actually Re- oh you're right or two you're years right. ago two two yep. years
1: you're hundred percent right. It did. And, uh, it's not an easy movie to watch. I get sick to my stomach. I've seen it. I it's actually, for some reason it's like free on every United flight. I don't know if that's still the same situation. If, if anyone's flown United, but it's, it's one of the free movies they offer and yeah. it's tough, man. It'll make you sick to your stomach. Not because but it's that's, disgusting, but, but I
0: feel like that's what makes it such a great film that it can make you feel that, you know,
1: it's, It's a thank you because it's a great anti-bullying film because Arthur Fleck was obviously uh, disturbed, mentally disturbed before he was bullied. But what really brought him to that point was the constant bullying and being made fun of um, and just getting all this torment. So Joker is our movie of the week. Not an easy watch, but it's a it's a beautifully imperfect movie. You know, it's not a masterpiece. It, it has its flaws, but it kind of embraces its flaws in a beautiful way. And this is really just getting us hyped because the new Batman trailer comes out in just a matter of days now. Um, I am no secret keeper when it comes to my favorite actor of all time, Robert Pattinson. I have adored him and everything he's ever been in. I love him as a person. Robert Pattinson is like my if when I enter the field of directing, he's like my, gonna be my dream guy to work with. I just love 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 Robert Pattinson. I think he's incredible. And people just he, when you think of Robert Pattinson, what do you think of? You think of Twilight, but it, finally he's starting to kind of rebrand himself with these bigger movies. But the smaller movies, you guys, The Lighthouse, my second favorite movie of all time, third favorite movie of all time, Good Time. Uh, Good Time is on Netflix. Check it out. Crazy, crazy, crazy film with a jaw-dropping scene in the middle of it. Uh, Robert Pattinson is a character genius. That being said, mm. new Batman trailer, are we going to see Joker in the new Batman trailer or in the new Batman movie? Probably not because it's two different uh, studios. Uh, I mean, it's DC, but they're kind of different things. But we, I'm not saying we aren't. So yeah, They're not as united just
0: as Marvel, but we'll have to see from that.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: might be a post-credit scene with it and also... Venom is going to be. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, heard I've heard great, great things, great things about Venom, yep. and that the post-credit scene, like no, there's no spoilers yeah. yet because not a lot of us know what it is. But in a private screening, everybody kept on saying, "In sports, you have to see the post-credit scene. Yep. You will freak out." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I know what's coming, <sighs> but I'm not going to spoil it yeah. for y'all." But right, we need to go watch that, and we'll definitely be reviewing that in episodes to come.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, You know, Brandon, as always, you killed it today. Thank you so much for uh, leading us into the sports section. I had a lot of fun. It was a lot of like uh, kind of tinkering with different theories and ideas uh, Mm -hmm. as far as sports goes. Guys, if you're in Texas like us, the weather is nice and cool right now. It's crazy, at least in Houston. Um, You know, the, the temperature is feeling real nice. So. Go outside, get some sun, get some fresh air, uh, listen to our pod, go on a walk and listen to our podcast and give us some, you know, give us a critique, even if it's harsh, let us have it. You know, we, we need all the help we can get as far as uh, critiquing goes, but um looking forward to seeing you guys on Tuesday. That being said, without further ado,
0: my name is Thomas. And I'm Brandon Matula. My up. <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> and we will see you guys on Tuesday peace and we're off